Good morning, my lovelies. I hope you had a most wonderful weekend. I hope you have a most wonderful day and a most wonderful week ahead. I'm coming to you today from group. Uh, remember, I name all of my rooms. So uh, usually I come to you from bliss. Today, I'm coming to you from group, the great room of unlimited possibilities. Uh, I have to do my yoga later, so I figure, why not? This is where I do it. Let me just bless this room with some podcast love. Um, I was in deep thought about what I was going to talk about today. And I had all these notes, you know, I bought my notebook and I write all of these ideas down. And sometimes they, you know, grow into huge, you know, pages of, on pages on pages of stuff. And then some things, it's just an idea that I haven't really developed yet. Um, and this is probably one of them because I couldn't figure out what I want to talk about. So years ago, uh, I had an, an issue with, uh, anger. Uh, and, uh, my last podcast I touched on, you know, sometimes these things stem from, you know, childhood trauma, uh, or just events in your life that you have not necessarily gotten through. So one particular event probably changed my thought process. It took years to do, but um, it was a a phrase. It was a a question that stuck in my head. So my ex-husband and I were having what I'd like to call a spirited conversation in the street. Um, And he ended up saying something massively disrespectful to me. Now, I might have said something massively disrespectful to him before that, but I got in my feelings, right? So um, I got quiet. We get home and he has um, this thing that was just like everything to him, right? And I decided, well, I'm going to destroy this thing. Because, well, I'm pissed off and I deserve to be able to do this. And he should understand why, you know, I did this because I am super pissed off. Right. So I break his toy. Right. And when I tell you the man was livid, (laughs) livid does not explain that. But I felt vindicated like like Rocky when he gets up the stairs and, you know, runs up all those stairs and he's jumping up and down, hands up in the air. I felt super vindicated, right? So I call my dad and I tell my dad what happened. And, you know, and I, again, I am like on cloud nine about this, right? This disrespectful, messed up thing I did, right? I'm on cloud nine about. So my dad sits there. He listens intently, intently. He doesn't say anything, doesn't say anything. And I start to think that he's, maybe we got disconnected. So I said, you're there? He says, yeah. I said, oh, you're not saying anything. He's like, you're done? I said, yeah. He said, I have a question to ask you. And he says to me, what did that net you? And like, I I felt like, you know, when you deflate a balloon really quickly and it makes that sound, right? My whole being did that, which made me angry again. Because I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And he was like, what did it net you? I was like... I don't understand your question. Did you not hear my story? You know, I, you know, 
I got him back, right? He was like, right, right. So, I mean, if it stops him from ever saying something disrespectful like that to you again, then, okay, then you netted something. Okay, that's that. He said, but if he still does it again, because you guys get into these spirited discussions, what did it net you? He said, because at the end of the day, he is now going to take community money and replace this toy, toy is his precious thing. Uh, and now you have to help pay for that simply because you decided this is how you're going to get him back. So I'm asking you, what did it net you? And at that point, I'm now I'm upset again and I just don't want to talk to him either. Right. But it was something that stayed in my head. And this was something in my 20s um, that stayed and it became pretty much uh, the basis of my, the, the model of my life, right? And then years went past and I decided that I really actually needed to deal with my anger, you know? So I get some professional help. You know, uh, therapy can be an amazing thing uh, only when you're ready to be open and honest and receive and grow. Because if you're not at that point, yeah, like people say, they feel therapy is a waste. It is a waste because you're wasting your own time. You have to be in a space where you get sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's where I was. I got sick and tired of hearing myself complain about my own life. You know, my best friend, I would come to work and I would complain every morning and didn't even realize I was doing it, right, about my life. And over coffee, I would drink hot chocolate. She'd drink her coffee and we would stand in the kitchen and she'll go, okay, what happened today? Right. And when she did that, I was like, what is that supposed to mean? She's like, you got a story every day. Come on. It's very entertaining. And then I, at that moment was when I realized I am sick and tired of hearing myself complain. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. You know, so I was like, clearly, I can't do this on my own. I'm unable right now, right now to do this on my own. I got help and I was ready. I was open. I was honest and I was open for growth. I was ready to be the person I was supposed to be, not the person that I settled on being. So in, on, in the course of um, from therapy till, till now, right, on that journey, I discovered this, uh, this book, this little tiny, tiny book. It's called The Four Agreements. Um, and the first agreement to be impeccable with your word. Second agreement, don't take anything personal. Third agreement, don't make assumptions. And fourth, always do your best. Now, I touched upon in my last podcast how I had a huge issue with being impeccable with my word. The funny thing is when I picked up this book, I felt like I didn't really have any issues with any of these things, right? Probably the don't take things personal, I think was probably the one that I felt 
you know, was my biggest issue, right? Which turned out all of them were, right? Because I felt that because I was an honest and direct individual, I was always impeccable with my word. And again, I touched on this last uh, podcast. Um, My delivery sucked. I mean, like sucked, right? So it's like that person who's the loudest person in the room, just because you're the loudest person in the room doesn't mean that anybody hears what you're saying. All people are listening to is the fact that uh, all people are paying attention to is the fact that why are you so damn loud? So they are not even processing what you're saying because it's like, okay, is there a need for you to be this loud? Because that's where they got stuck on, right? So for me, people got stuck on my delivery. God, she's mean. I mean, does she have to say it like that? I mean, dang, you know, before they can understand the point that there might be some validity to the point. So I had to learn that being impeccable with your word is not just about being honest, but it is about the delivery. And that is something I'm still working on. You know, I have gotten a lot better over the years. I probably wouldn't even be able to do this podcast if I didn't get better. But I've gotten a lot better over the years with my delivery. Is it fully there yet? Nope. But maybe this podcast will help me get it there. Who knows, right? Um, then I got to the <clears throat> don't take anything personal. Now, we've already gathered from my story in the beginning that um, I definitely was an individual who always got stuck in their feelings, you know, and couldn't get past, you know, so somebody might have been, you know, being impeccable with their word and giving me honest criticism, you know, in in an, an amazing tone too, but all I heard was, you're criticizing me. Now, they might have been correct. But all I heard was they were criticizing me and I was in my feelings. I took it personal, you know, so now I, I don't rock with you. I don't rock with you because I think you're judgmental. And, you know, as opposed to saying, hey, just like my dad, what did that net you? Because it didn't really net you what you thought, <clears throat> what you thought it was netting you. I took that personal. So I didn't want to talk to my dad. I probably speak to my dad for like two weeks. You know, because he was right. And I took that personal. Now, don't make assumptions. I always believe I didn't make assumptions, right? But this also takes me back to my last podcast where I used to have all of these expectations of people, right? So I always assumed that people functioned the way I functioned. So if I open the door for a stranger, stranger now, I don't even know this person. Um, I assumed you're going to say thank you because if you held the door for me, I'm going to say thank you, right? And when you didn't say thank you, I took that personal. See, I made the assumption that you were going to say thank you, didn't say thank you. I took it personal. I decided I'm not going to be impeccable with my word and go, you're welcome, right? Again, tone is not being impeccable. And the sarcasm is definitely not being impeccable, right? Which allowed me to not, fourth agreement, to be at my best. Now, being at your best is not always the same level every day. 
You know, some days you are on cloud nine. Some days you are on cloud infinite. And then some days you're on cloud one. But it's okay. It's okay. Because as long as you put out the same effort on cloud one that you put on cloud nine that you put on cloud cloud infinite, you're still doing your best. You know, it's like you're an athlete, you're a runner, and you're running the mile. And you run this mile, let's say in five minutes, right? And you put out your best, your best one day. You put out your best every day to run it. One day you run it five minutes. One day you run it in 450. And then one day you run it in six minutes. All of those times you put out the best that you could. Some days just seems better than others. But that didn't mean that you didn't put out the best that you could. We have a tendency to sell ourselves short. That six-minute mile, you know, you might have been sick that day. But we sell ourselves short because we didn't run the 450. And mind you, when we ran the five minutes, we were elated. That was our PR. You know, our personal record. And then... You run a 450 and all of a sudden that five minutes, you know, the next time you run five minutes, it just isn't good enough. We continue, we sell ourselves short on our efforts, on our best efforts. Um, And that's some of the things, that's one of the things I had to learn to stop doing. Um, Because once I did that, I wasn't um, impeccable with my word on myself. I was... You know, because you got to be impeccable with your word to yourself before you can do that for others. So I would, you know, criticize myself about it. And like, you should have done this and you could have did this. And the would have, could have, and should have. Horrible, right? I did my best. But I'm like, if you had done this, you would have done this better. And you should have made this move here. You should have done that. When in actuality, I did the best that I could that day. And I'm proud of myself. You know, I used to be a runner. I used to be able to run that kind of mileage, right? And those kind of times. And can I do that now? Absolutely not. I am ecstatic if I run an eight-minute mile. Don't let me go below eight minutes. I am, (laughs) you know, I done gave myself a medal. You know, I'm the best runner on the planet at that point. You know, um, I stopped selling myself short. I stopped um, kicking myself uh, because I, did, I didn't run, run the time I ran yesterday. And again, it's just a metaphor on that. Um, I did the best that I could. You know, um, I stopped talking to myself so negatively. You know, I stopped doing things <laughs> like breaking other people's toys just to make myself happy. Right. Because the assumption was I get you back. You know, I hurt your feelings as as badly as you hurt mine. You know, I know this is going to hurt as opposed to just being impeccable with my word and saying, hey, you hurt my feelings and I don't have to be nasty about it. Look, I just want to let you know that hurt my feelings. I don't know if that was your intention, 
but that hurt my feelings. You know, and a lot of times, um, that's all that's, that is needed. Because when I were, when my delivery sucked, right, my intention was never to hurt anyone's feelings, but it was to uh, answer the question that they asked me and maybe hopefully bring some enlightenment to the problem that they had. Um, and then a lot of times they took it offensively because my delivery sucked so bad. Uh, and if they had said to me, hey, you hurt my feelings, as opposed to they just didn't want to talk to me anymore. Um, they might have, you know, we might have been able to clarify that, hey, you know, maybe you could have delivered that a little better. And I had someone finally say that to me, you know, your delivery, I understood what you were saying, you know, and if I was a little less, you know, uh, emotional, right, um, I might not have been able to receive what you were saying. And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, what do you mean? You know, and then it occurred to me, they actually sat down and, and told me, you know, uh, which I appreciated. And then, you know, some people I went back to and I, you know, had a discussion with them and they said, yes, that's how they, they felt. Um, and, you know, I took it a little personal, right? Because I was like, why don't you just talk to me about it? If you had spoken to me about it, I would have told you that I didn't mean that from a bad place. But again, my demeanor probably didn't allow them to uh, feel comfortable with saying that to me. You know, so all the things I had to work on too, right? Um, so with all of that, that's how I start to live my life now. That's how I started to live my life. Uh, whenever I got angry about something, I would try to figure out what I wasn't in agreement with. Some things, it was just one thing I wasn't in agreement with. Uh, some things, it was all of them. Uh, and I would go back to the book from time to time. I mean, it's the smallest book on the planet. You probably can read it in, you know, less than a day. Um, interestingly enough, it took me two weeks to read it the first time. Now, anytime I have an issue, uh, I can I go right to the chapter that I feel like I'm not in agreement with and try to figure out how to get in agreement with it. Uh, and there's a lot of highlights and a lot of underlining in the book, all right? So that I can always be at my best. You know, um, humility <laughs> uh, became something I had to adopt uh, because I definitely wasn't the most humble individual. Um, and that actually works out for me. You know, that actually helped me a lot with my anger, holding on to things that I didn't need to be holding on to simply because my feelings were hurt. And if I just expressed, hey, that hurt my feelings. As strong as I am, you know, I'm like, well, I can't let people know that that hurt my feelings. You know, they will, you know, know that there's a chip in my armor that I really didn't need to be carrying anyway. You know, um, because then you can't let love in with all that armor. And I wanted love. I did. I wanted to express love and I wanted to receive love. So I had to learn how to um, take the body armor off. And this, this helped and in turn helped with my anger. Uh, now, I'm not going to say I don't have issues from time to time. I do. I do. I do have some blow ups. I could work on my, uh, my cursing a little bit more. You know, shockingly enough, uh, you know, I made a pact that I would not curse on my podcast and have not done that. And 
could not figure out why. <laughs> because I, as the saying goes, curse like a sailor. Uh, but I also realized um, sometimes it's my environment. Uh, sometimes, uh, it's my storytelling, you know, where I feel like, Hey, cause I'm an amazing storyteller. Uh, I got to drop a couple of bombs up in here to get some emphasis on this story. I don't really have to, but you know, this is just the way, this is what I've been accustomed to. Um, but I also realized that I view this podcast probably how I, um, view when I communicate with my parents, I don't curse. Uh, when I talk to my parents. And it's not that I have to try. I just don't. I automatically don't. Um, So one of the things that I've learned from here is that I can actually do that. So I have been working on cursing less. Uh, And we're going to see how this goes for me. You know, um, I'm evaluating why I do it. And um, sometimes it's the environment. Sometimes it's a person. Sometimes, you know, it's a thing. It, it whatever it is, it's an event. Uh, so I'm I'm working on it, and I'm consciously pulling back a little bit. You know, sometimes I have to hesitate in a story, and people are like, "Why?" I said, "Look, I'm trying to work on my cursing." So I was about to curse. You know, so um, I think it will enhance my storytelling. My dad doesn't curse, and he tells the most amazing stories, and that's where I get it from. You know, we my family. Um, we like to what we call anise a story. That's our made up suffix, right? And you just throw it on the end of your last name. And um, so for us, we Blakeanize a story. And it, it's it, it's probably the most, it would have been the most boring story, but we Blakeanize it. And it's hilarious, right? Um, but I don't do it with cursing when I'm with my parents, you know, when I'm around them. So... I am going to learn how to do that, to Blakeanize a story without ever having to curse. We'll see how that works. I don't know about the ever part, but you know, with the least amount of cursing. Uh, But again, these are things that I am trying to get an agreement with myself on uh, because sometimes, sometimes when I'm doing way too many curses, I don't feel like I'm being at my best. So, and I don't feel like I'm being impeccable with my word as crazy as that might sound. Uh, so these are things I'm working on, you know, and it started from the one question my dad asked me, what did that net you? So everything in my life, every decision I make from, from small to big, uh, I ask myself, what does it net me? And even if it nets me a little bit, I'm good. Um, but if it doesn't net me anything at all, if it actually, actually depletes my life funds, then, um, I don't do it. I don't do it. And sometimes it's, it's something I really wanted to do. Um, but until I can figure out how it nets me, how to, you know, work it in a way where it does net me and it doesn't, you know, take away from my loved ones either, because it can't deplete the people around me either, because that doesn't net me anything either. If you're upset, if it hurts you in any way, shape or form, how could that net me anything if I love you? So I have learned that this is the best way for me to live my life. Everyone has a model, you know, whatever your model is, that's how you should live your life. And as long as it doesn't hurt the people around you, 
do it. Continue living it, you know, living in that motto. But if it does hurt the people around you, you might want to evaluate that. You know, you might want to figure out what is not in agreement with that. And um, and then make it happen, Captain. I will end this podcast as I end every podcast. Every day, my lovelies, aspire to inspire.